no agenda, no format, 42 minutes or less of anything goes. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, I'm a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. You know, we're both nerding out on so many things this week. I'm excited. Like, for example, uh, when are some of these new shows and movies coming out? You know, we've been talking about, we've had a little bit of a dry spell lately, so we've got a list for you. And uh, you know what? I'm excited to hear what you're nerding out on, so please tell us. I would really love to know what's going on. Hey, he's back! The light giver! All hail K! All hail K! Okay, can you see? Let's rock it! Uh, welcome to the Real Brian Show. Thanks for joining us. All hail Captain Influence and the Real Brian. Oh, yeah. Oh, Captain. And the, and the Real Brian Show. You see, yeah, it doesn't really work, <laughs> oh, does it? Brian. No. The, <laughs> oh, Brian. Okay, can, can you see? see? Worked really well. You know. Yeah. Okay. Can you see? That was uh, a Men in Black, right? Yeah. You know, it, was, it just randomly came to my mind, and I thought, I got to play this one. It's a good one. It's been a long time since I've heard that. When's the last time you've even watched a Men in Black movie? 15 plus years at least. <laughs> it feels yeah. like it's been forever for me too. I mean, I saw Men yeah. in Black International, which I enjoyed. It wasn't, right. nothing's as good as the, the first one. But the second one was actually really good too. It was good, yeah. And I never yeah. saw the International, so. It's good. Uh, it's I just worth haven't, it. Not because I didn't want to. I just hadn't gotten around to it, so yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's worth watching. Uh, don't expect it to be as good as the first two, but it's good. It's still fun. Good, anyway. yeah. There's so much out there though. There's so much to watch. Yeah, we're even lately, when that. when there's been no when there's been a dearth of stuff coming out, uh, yeah. I've I've just been watching lots of stuff. I'm still catching up on way too many things right now too, because like I'm still getting through Orville, and I'm still getting through the end of Ms. Marvel, and I think I've oh I've got one episode left on that, I guess. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I, I mean, there's there's so many. Th- I'll talk about these in a minute. Actually, yeah, that move that's a mo- that's a movie uh, that's gotten a lot of good reviews, right? Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of, I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. Yeah, so. I'll give a quick little uh, synopsis in just a second here. But um, before we do that, dude, I got to say happy birthday to uh, Miss Light, Sarah. Yeah. AKA my wife. For those of you who don't know, who she is today. Well, actually, it was Wednesday, but you know, this whole week we we celebrate basically all month. That's kind of how we do things around here. Yeah, well, I, I like that because because why not? Uh, yeah. I mean, we have my wife and I also celebrate Birth Month as well, yeah, so we get month. we give extra buck, you know, we get extra back rubs uh, oh, and stuff like that. So yeah, so oh, I hear you, man. Is she one of those wow. perpetual "I'm always thirty five forever" type ladies or? No, I don't. I mean, none of us enjoy aging. I don't think anyone enjoys aging. But uh, well, like, oh, you well. you enjoy aging until you get to like. A certain age and then it's just kind of like yeah whatever eh. but you know it is what it is um i don't like apologize for my age or anything but you know it's also oh. like well it's just it's just what it is but no i don't i mean she's she's you know she just accepts who she is good so yeah. if i asked miss light how old she was she wouldn't She'd tell you uh, she would tell me okay yeah. good yeah uh i i am i am 
one of those who enjoys aging. Uh, oh, I you like are. Okay. Older. Yeah. Okay. I like getting older because uh, I'm one of those guys who's going, you know, you know, there's always the old dudes that are like, oh, I remember when I was your age. Da, 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 da. Get off my I'm lawn. You're no, going to be I'm that not guy. like that. I'm oh. that guy. Uh, I just love reminiscing <laughs> to people who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like reminiscing to people who don't know what things were like back when I was a kid. But yeah. even though in my, even the back of my head, I know they don't care. So that's, that's not just, necessarily that's one of my true. Weird little, Some people, yeah. you know, so like I always found it fascinating when I was younger that somebody would say, you know, in 19, whatever, this is what it was like. <laughs> and I'd be kind of like, really? Like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like I didn't know that, you know? So it, I've appreciated the, lesson, I guess the history lesson and stuff like that. Um, you know, like my granddad talked, this was fascinating to me, but of course, you know, I think we're both uh, world war two buffs and you're more history in general too, but he talked about how he got to go to East Germany before the Berlin wall fell. And so this would have been in the sixties actually, and how he was there. And he said, you know, West Germany was beautiful and you know, what we're 20 years out of world war two, something like that. And, um, then they crossed over the wall to, or I'm sorry, through the wall to get into East Germany. And he said, it literally looked like Nazi Germany, World War II, like the war had hit, ravaged it and just didn't change. Nothing changed. It was like, Interesting. it was like walking back in time 20 years to World War II. Like they just didn't, it was bizarre. I mean, so he was, he was explaining that, that to bizarre. me when I was growing up. I mean, granted this is, this is, you know, third hand kind of stuff trying to pass it on, but um, it was right. really like, I don't know. I was so fascinated by like how that could be. If an old timer was telling me about something, some interesting time, like during the war, uh, or, or, you know, some other world event that they were a part of, like I could, rec- I could recall to my nephews and nieces someday, I was alive during nine 11. And I remember exactly where I was when that happened. And we watched it all yeah. day and da, da, yeah. da, da. I mean, not that that's very exciting. It's not world war two, but, um, well, and it's still a huge, you know, what's amazing to me though, is that most of the people in college right now either hadn't been born yet when nine 11 hit or like we're just yeah. born, but I got to thinking, Oh my gosh, has it been that long ago? Yeah. We're at 21 yeah. years this year, dude. <laughs> 21 years. It doesn't seem like it's, it's been that long. Yeah. It's that's a two crazy. with some number after it's okay. It's Once crazy. it gets to the threes and fours, you know, <laughs> I just like, blows your, my mind. like our high school reunions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it is kind of funny to, to, you know, look at that. I, but you know, the thing is, is that I don't consider myself old and I don't think old. I, I mean, in fact, I can't tell you how many people keep calling me like you're, you're literally like a grown man acting like a kid. essentially. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. and I am, I mean, I really am a kid at heart. I just, I, I, yeah. but I believe in that too. It's not just like an immaturity thing. Like it's an actual belief that if you allow yourself to emotionally and mentally get old, you might as well just die kind of thing. You know, there's a, now there's yeah. maturity and there's responsibility of course. And there's, you know, having social skills and other things like that, obviously. So I'm not, I'm just talking about that, but I'm saying, you know, losing that kid at heart is so important. I mean, like you can't lose it. It's, it's so important to hold on to that because, you know, playtime, relaxation, laughing at things. It's interesting. And, and I think it's, it might be, I'm not saying this is definite, but it might be easier for you and I, who we just happen not to have had children. Uh, the, for when you don't have kids, you aren't forced into that, into that role of parent, you know, and, and we all remember, it's like a, it's like a, almost like a, 
not necessarily genetic, but learned, you know, when you, you learned how your parent behaved towards you and then you kind of translate that towards how you behave towards your kid. Not that it's identical, yeah. but there's a level of responsibility that you, that you take on as a parent that you and I just have never had to deal with. So it's easier, I think, for us to remain kids at heart yeah, than it sure. is for Although, somebody who's had five kids or two kids or whatever, and yeah, they're raising them properly. Cause I, I've, <laughs> I've known parents that have remained kids at heart too, you know, yeah, and, sure, then, sure. and I've known single people who have, you know, given up and become an old crotchety person, one foot in the grave kind of thing, you know, yes. they're younger than no. us. So I didn't mean to say that that if you have kids, you're not going to become it. You're not going to be a kid at heart. I'm just saying I think it's easier for those who haven't had maybe. who haven't been forced into that transition of responsibility, that yeah. level of responsibility to to maintain that childishness. Almost, I also you know? think, though, it's really an attitude because, I mean, I know so many people right now that are just so consumed with all of the negativity in the world that yeah. whether they have kids or not, they're I mean, I. I can't imagine they're enjoying life at all. Not even, I'm mean, even right. once, you know, maybe they're right. drinking their sorrows away. I don't know, but I just don't yeah. see happiness a lot right now. And it is a choice. That's the thing. Like, so I feel like, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. We've chosen to, well, I don't watch the news. I don't want to know what's going on anymore. And anybody that starts talking about current events and political stuff and other things, I'm just like, nope. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, you and I don't talk about current events very often. We, no, we, you know, we, we did game a, a lot. Yeah, we, we we are we are in in conversation multiple times a week. Constant. And we never yep. we almost never talk about political stuff. Yeah, so. once in a while we'll bring up something because it's current in the sense of like we're getting bombarded with it, so it's more of like okay, how do we how do we handle this? How do we process through it or whatever? You know, that that's a different right. story. But we're not like but, negative about it or or heavy with it or anything like that. And yeah. And I would argue that those things we talk about are not technically political topics. They are topics that have been politicized, but they're not political. So, well, true. Or, and, or course, geopolitical, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, hey, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Check. Okay. For those of you watching the new background, here it is. You can ah, see yeah. it. Uh, if you're listening, you're going to have to come on YouTube and just do this. But basically, I've got my old keyboard behind me now. The chicken, of course, is uh, right there. I get I, I get really turned around when I'm pointing at things. So I've got yeah, my Harry too. Potter artwork, basically uh, books slash movies one through four. Of course, Arrow, Firefly, uh, you know, all the little displays. Of course, my, my dad built this shelf actually right here. Um, they were doing some woodworking stuff. And I mean, it is a solid shelf. It's very, very heavy. And so we're like, yeah, let's do this. And it's not very deep either. It's just, you know, a little bit, just get some stuff up there to display. Everything looks really, really nice, but man, it's been fun. shelves. Yeah. Brian's dad. No, this is a, this would be a shallow shelves. Uh, I don't know. Deep shelves. Deep shelves. Yeah. Anyway. With the real Brian's dad. Guess what I've been watching the crap out of lately. Mm, Tell me. Community. Yes. Community. You've gone on and on about it all these years. And, and, uh, and I think I might've mentioned this on a, on a a recent show that I was started watching it, but I have been binging that show like crazy in the last few weeks. And it's so much fun. It's just a fun show. Really, really good character development. Really just the style of humor is so addictive and it grabs you and, and you just, I mean, and the episodes aren't very long, so it's easy to just go through like three or four at a time. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost through season three now. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so 
I love you, drugs. Anyway, thank you for that recommendation <laughs> over the years. Uh, I finally picked it up and, and just kind of ran with it, and, and it was awesome. So Troy and I've been in the morning, dude. I <laughs> I have been. I'm so glad you're watching it. In fact, I think I was even saying I was feeling a little almost jealous that you know you're going through it for the first time, experiencing it. You know, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember going through that that show for the first time, just like oh. I love that show. I still go back and, and have it in the background kind of on watching it. You know, just, just one of those things where I love it. It's I'm, I'm yeah. so glad you're enjoying it. It's it's a beautifully done show. I mean, of course, not every episode is amazing, but they've done some. Good it's stuff. on every episode's fun regardless. And sure. it's on Netflix. If anybody's interested, it's, uh, you know, a, a, highly a, worth it. Dan Harmon. Is that the guy's name? That yeah. Did it? Yeah. He's he's a genius. So he really is when it comes to character development, humor, storytelling and then absolutely bizarre off the wall. Where did the, he's a child at heart. Yes. Very Holy much cow. so. Yeah, yes. man. Yeah. What a crazy dude. And he he's probably has kids. <laughs> That's good. I don't know. Yes, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Well, I'm glad you're watching community. Uh, I mentioned Orville. I think it's been a few weeks ago now. And I was kind of like, you know, episodes one and two were a little slow and I liked them, but I really liked strange new worlds better and stuff. I finally wow. got, here's the cool thing about um, Orville, by the way, is that the episodes are at least an hour or more each and there's okay. 10 episodes. So I've been watching them in sections just because it's hard to sit down for an yeah, hour and 15 I would unless too. you're going to a movie I would or too. whatever. But what's been fun about it is that episodes three and four were fantastic. Like I was going, oh, okay. Yeah, this is where the season starts to take off. I really enjoyed it. They've done an amazing job with it. They hit a, They hit topics that you're just like, wow, really? <laughs> okay. So I like it. I'm, I'm saying now that, yeah, the first episodes were a little, um, a little bit of a slow burn. Uh, and I'm also with respect, uh, for those of you who know what's going on, I'm getting a little bit kind of tired of the Claire storyline. I like Claire. I loved the development that they had with her. And I feel like they're just kind of like, okay, let's, let's move forward now. I feel like it's just kind of in this holding pattern. You know, um, so I'm like, okay, keep going. I want to know more about Claire, but let's, let's move on to something else a little bit. So that's my, it was kind of, they did that with Bordis actually in uh, seasons one and two. It was kind of like, yep, same thing. Okay, let's move on. Let's, let's do something else here. And so that's what they've done with uh, episodes three and four. It was a great development. It progressed the story um, and it harkened back. So they've done a good job. I'm just trying not to give any spoilers and everything. And right. I mentioned um, everything everywhere all at once. I started watching that. That's another movie that I'm taking in, in bite sizes because it is one freaking trip, dude. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on right now? I'm incredibly confused. It's, it's really, really, really good. Very well huh. done. And what really blew my mind is short round or Data, <laughs> depending on which movie you're thinking of, Short Round Indiana Jones or Data from Goonies, he's in it as an adult. Awesome. I was like, wait, what? Oh, wow. Has like, he been in anything since since uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom? He or, did a did, couple I things. I think that came after Goonies, didn't it? Uh, no. Was I think Goonies, uh, Temple of Doom was like 83 and Goonies was 85, I think. Okay. Give or okay. take. Yeah. So he did some stuff, you know, as a kid and all that, but there was a big, I think almost a two decade lull between him doing stuff. And then he just started acting oh. again. But first of all, I'm like, this voice, it's a really high pitched voice. So I was like, so still, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got funny. to thinking, this sounds kind of weird, you know, but I'm like, but it kind of sounds familiar. And then I'm looking at his face and I'm like, he looks familiar, but I can't place him. And then all of a sudden I was like, it's short round. It's oh my gosh. And then I looked it up and I was like, it is. So oh, that's awesome. he's fantastic. Actually, I was blown away. He's fun to watch. It's Michelle. Yeoh. She is so cool. 
Yeah. And then the guy, and I don't know his name, but he's been in so many movies. He was in Big Trouble in Little China. He voiced some stuff in Diablo. He's been in a lot. He's the guy that talks like this. Or, well, that's that's terrible. Not the anyone guy, is he? (laughs) (laughs) Is there anyone out there? Um, I can't do his voice, but he's very, very famous. And he's getting, I want to say he's in his 80s at least now. He's got to be. He was old back then. (laughs) He looked old, but he really wasn't. But no, I mean, he's, he's definitely... Um, he's one of those wonderfully older actors that are still going, you know, and probably will go until they just literally can't anymore, but he's fantastic yeah. as always. He's in everything. Uh, I, I can't even think of all the movies he's been in over the years, everything, everywhere, all, everywhere all at once, right? Literally. Yeah. It's a great, great cast. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed with it so far, but it is very confusing. And after I finish it, I'm going to have to go and rewatch it or go online and be like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> It's, but in spite of the fact that it's confusing, you're still enjoying it. That's good. Yeah. So just to give a, a little background, this isn't going to spoil much, but it does involve multiple universes, multiple timelines. Okay. So, is it streaming or is it in the movies? Uh, I, well, I own it. I, I don't. It's it's now on streaming. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. It's okay. Yeah. I see. But it's definitely, um, um, it's a, it's a multiverse trip out. That's about the best way that I can put it because there are some things that go on that I'm like, What? How did they come up with this? It so sounds it's, it's fun without seeing it. And maybe has nothing to do with this or has no relation at all as far as similarity. But it the when, when people are describing it, it sounds like the movie cloud Atlas. Do you remember cloud Atlas? It had like yeah, I never a bunch it. of famous people, including uh, Tom Hanks. And it was based on this book, but it was this really weird, like multidimensional, maybe thing like different timelines that came together at the end. It was very strange, very confusing. Yeah. Um, Similar. I, I've I heard know. of it. I never I'll let you it. know. I don't know though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Go check it out. It's worth watching so far. I'm about halfway through. So, and I wanted to share this too, because there's a lot we, we have been chatting and I mentioned this earlier. We've been chatting about like what's coming and yes, I think you and I were even talking. It's like, all right, well, strange new worlds is done and Obi-Wan's done and stranger oh, things so is done. Sad. And it's like, strange new worlds is done. Dude, I know. And I it's wish like, they could just keep going. Yeah. It's like they're okay. Well, Orville is still going. Ms. Yeah. Marvel's done. I'm just trying to think of like, there's a lag right now. And then of course, Thor's already out. Top guns out. Um, let's see. Nope. Uh, the movie. Nope. The new yeah. Jordan Peele movie is out and it's gotten really good reviews if you're into horror and that kind okay. of thing. That's weird that you said that. Cause I heard somebody say that uh, maybe it was Rogan might've said this, that it was getting bad reviews or mediocre reviews. Somebody said, somebody I heard recently said it was not getting the best reviews, which was interesting because it was advertised very well. According to IMDb, it's it's relatively decent. Okay, it's not like right. eight good. or a high. It's like a seven something, which is still good. Mm-hmm. You know, that means it's like yeah, it's worth watching, but it may not be as excellent. Whatever. Um, yeah. I'm not into that. Well, I loved Get Out. Uh, Jordan Peele's Get Out. That was a really good psychological thriller. It was not a horror to me. It was a thriller, and I like okay. thrillers. Um, I don't know what Nope is like as far as are we on the thriller or the horror side of things? Is it sci-fi okay. or is it you know? It's definitely sci-fi, but you're right. Whether it's horror or thriller, I don't know yet. Yeah. So, and then Elvis. Now that has been getting good reviews. I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. Um, can't think of his name. He was in. Uh, wasn't he in the Shannara Chronicles? Yeah, he was. Apparently, okay. he's doing an amazing job as Elvis, from what I've heard. Okay, so that's good. But here's what's coming. Are you ready, Captain? I'm ready. Hit okay. Uh, I, I looked up some stuff just to see. Now, there's a lot more. I'm not going to go over way. You know everything all everywhere all at once. Uh, <laughs> what I decided is just to go through some of the um, funny highlights. Let's go with that. Good and funny ones. The first funny one would be Beavis and Butthead, the new show 
That's yes. a limited run that's coming out August yes. 4th, actually. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I can't wait. Oh, geez. August cool. 4th. It's just next week. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. You have to like go to Paramount Plus, Beavis. Or something. You have to watch it on that one. Okay. Uh, the Sandman. And I think this is the comic, the Marvel comic. I believe that that's what it is. I didn't know this. Yeah. Neil Gaiman wrote it. Did you know that? I didn't know that either. No, that I did not. That surprised me. Wow. Neil Gaiman is a very prolific author for those of you who haven't heard of him. Uh, and he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, he's a really cool guy. And so uh, he wrote American Gods. He wrote uh, yeah. He wrote this. He wrote a, um, a Norse gods uh, book about, you know, about the legends of the Norse gods. And he, and he, uh, if you ever get the audio book, he narrates it. That's cool. I think he narrates his, I think he tends to narrate his own books like American gods. I think he did that one too. Anyway, uh, Neil Gaiman's awesome. Well, so what I, and just to be safe or just to be fair, I guess would be the word. Um, I don't, Neil Gaiman's involved somehow. The question is, did Neil? Yeah. Okay. The 1989 to 96 comic book, Sandman series was written by Neil Gaiman, published by DC Comics. Oh, it's a DC. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was DC. I just didn't know Neil was involved. So that's really cool. Because there's a Sandman that fights um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yep. So that's who I was thinking of. This is the DC Sandman. Okay. So even better um, because, and it's Neil. Okay, well, there you go. So that comes out on um, August 5th as well. Well, so that's okay. a day after, but that's on Netflix, by the way, which is also very interesting. Usually those are not on Netflix. So I'm excited to see if that's going to be good. Um, yeah. Resident Alien returns at season two, by the way. They did a, a weird six month hiatus or something in the middle of season two. Uh, so season two say, so returns. They, so it's season 2.5 now, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I'm not sure why they did that, but that's I, August they, 10th on sci-fi, but. I think they first did that. They pulled the, the, they, the first time I saw them pull that stunt was the original, the, not the original, the, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica in 2004 or whatever oh, it was. Oh yeah. Yep. They did. They did that where they, where they broke off mid season for like several months and then brought back the rest of the season. It was, and I'd never seen that before then. So yeah. they started doing that more often. I don't mind a little bit of a hiatus, but that's kind of ridiculous, but whatever. Now they did yep. have a little bit of closure at the last episode of resident alien. And so when it comes back, at least it's not going to be, it's you a cliffhanger, but lost. we're not. Yeah, it'll be fine. Right. So okay. that's good. Um, she, oh, so that's August 10th. I think I mentioned that on sci-fi. She-Hulk. I'm interested on that one to see if that's going to be good or not. We'll see. August 17th I'm on Disney Plus. Cur- I'm curious, but I'm not like yeah. looking forward to it. We'll see. I, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm not like, yes, I'm more like a, I'm not like a, yes. <laughs> yeah, I want it to be a, good. Let's whatever. put it that way. Yeah. Stargirl. I'm a big fan of Stargirl. Season three. That is August 31st on CW. Uh, now, here's one, of course, you're excited about, which is surprising me. Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, September 2nd. Dude, that is just over a month away. I am blown away. Oh, right I hope they don't screw it up. I really <laughs> hope they don't screw it up. You know what? I'm uh, OK. Here's one thing I'm glad about so far. Most of the actors are people I've never seen before. OK. And I'm I'm happy about that because we're not going to have these weird cast type casts, you know, that we're so well, well I'm yeah. hopeful. I'm hopeful. I really am. Uh, now, here's an interesting one. This is not a reboot. This is a sequel of Quantum Leap from the Interesting. That was the 90s, right? Yeah, Quantum Leap. Yeah. No, was that 90s or was that like It was the 90s. 90s. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think, I think so. Early it 90s. was, right? So Quantum Leap, dude, um, I'm excited. To see, I wonder if Scott Bakula is coming back for that one. Yeah. I wonder. We, we know Dean, uh, um, 
what's his name? Yeah. Uh, can't, I, can't because he's dead. Yeah. Uh, but Scott Bakula, would be neat if he had a cameo. Yeah. yeah. So, or at least, you know, was part of it somehow, but yeah, that's, right. that's interesting to me because now if they had said they were doing a quantum leap reboot, I'd probably check it out, but I wouldn't be excited. But if they're doing a sequel, I'm like, Oh, okay. Now that, and it almost makes me want to go. I've only seen a handful of the original episodes, but it makes right. me want to go back and watch through all the seasons now because the concept <laughs> of quantum leap was freaking fantastic it was very very interesting and genius and original at the time and it was cheesy it was but it was really funny (laughs) so that'll be cool uh so that's in september and at this point i'm just doing um you know dates or months now star wars the bad batch season two is in september black adam which is the shazam uh yeah that whole shazam mortal enemy and it's the Dwayne johnson right Mm -hmm. yeah that's in october Black Panther Wakanda Forever is in November. I'm not entirely sure what that's all about yet. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I need to look it up. And then, then we'll the see. new Shazam Fury of the Gods, which I'm very oh, excited about. I cannot wait for that one. Shazam. That's awesome. Yeah. We've been waiting for that for wait five years now, I think. So that's December. Whoa. It hasn't been five years since the first Shazam came out. There's no way. 17 man. Or maybe no it was way. 2018. I don't know. It feels like it's been forever. Let's find out because I'm actually curious now. Yeah, when, when find out because I, I thought it was just a couple years oh, ago. Oh, it was 2019. Dang, it feels okay. like five years ago. <laughs> it's this, These last two and a half years have been Darn so it. long. So yeah. that's what's coming out. Um, I, I'm excited about a lot. Actually, there's some good TV shows coming out. I'm still watching through some stuff too. I still have other shows that I should watch. You know, it's like I have them, but I haven't checked them out yet. And then I don't know if you knew this, but um, have, you been, have you ever watched the... Um, uh, Umbrella Academy. Did you ever watch any of those? I still have not. You know why, okay. Brian? I have a really dumb reason why, and I might have oh. mentioned this before. Uh, you maybe tell me. I don't. I don't like chimpanzees. <laughs> no, you've never said that before. I thought I had. That's yeah, awesome. it's a dumb reason. It's it. Uh, when I see the advertisement for it, the little thumbnail on Netflix, yeah, usually often, not always, but often, it's a chimp. <laughs> And that turns me off. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. It has a chimp in it. I don't want to watch it. Monkeys and apes don't, for some reason, they just are not something I enjoy watching. I don't know why. There must be, I'm sure there's some psychology there. Oh my gosh. Monkeys and apes and chimpanzees are not alike, but we do not support chimpanzees. Yeah. Like, like we don't like like chimpanzees. uh, We don't support them at all. Yeah, we're anti-chimp. Yeah. No, in in community, when they have that little monkey uh, named uh, named um, uh, Annie's boobs, can I say that? <laughs> they named the monkey Annie's boobs. It, yes. It's this monkey that lives inside yeah, the vents in the college. Whenever he shows up, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> this is so funny. Like, I know. It's like we all have these little things. Well, you that hate are chimpanzees and monkeys and stuff. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Wow, I'm gonna get a pet monkey when you come over next time. Yeah, that's gonna be yeah. So oh the, my! So unfortunately gosh. for me, the Umbrella Academy I've heard really good things about, and it's yeah. supposed to be a pretty good, pretty good show, in spite of the fact that there's a chimp in it. And I just haven't bothered watching it yet because of that. So there you go. Uh, wow. Um, the, <laughs> can't. This is so funny. I got to tell you, I did not know that about you, but um, I'm. Yeah. I'm blown away. Well, I'll tell you what the uh, chimpanzee effect is not very often. Okay. So the good news is, is that you don't have a lot of episodes with the chimpanzee. Okay, good. That's good to know. And so 
I think eventually I'm going to pick it up and yeah. just like community, I'm going to pick it up and be like, Oh wow. I'm glad I finally watched this. So, Oh my gosh. Well, what yeah. I was going to say is, is that season three is out on Netflix of the umbrella <laughs> Academy and um, I'm getting rid that. That's another one I gotta, I gotta get into as well. It's on my list, but Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I hate chimpanzees. So yes, apparently here at the real Brian show, we are anti chimpanzee. Well, I am. I don't know about oh, you. And you that's are. not even fair. I'm not anti anything, to be honest. Oh, I just, are, uh, dude, just, just embrace it. I'm turned off by yeah. you. Don't support and monkeys and chimpanzees. Simians. Yeah. Yeah. Simians. Yeah. You don't support them. <laughs> Although, Hey, that's not to, to be, that this is a little bit, uh, contrary to that. I loved the planet of the apes movies. I loved them. So how do you, hypocrite. how do you slot that in that <laughs> psychology? Right. I don't get that. Yeah, that doesn't well, make is it sense. because they're like humans turned into apes sort of thing? No, no, I'm no, they, about no. These the, weren't never. These were apes. Uh, never mind. The these new were, ones were, were CG. Yeah, like Andy Serkis uh, played. The, well, the main, yeah, yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm thinking chimp. of the old ones. So he was right. a chimp. It was, it was chimps uh, that were evolved into human like. Yeah, they were evolving yeah. into being like humans. Yeah, so for the, the, those movies were done so well, in my opinion, that I it yeah. over it overrode that uh, bias that I have. Interesting. So, well, yeah. I think you would like the Umbrella Academy because it does do a lot of mockery with the whole chimpanzee kind of thing too. There's a reason okay. behind it. Um, yeah, there it is actually pretty funny. The, the movie is very irreverent, which I think is what you would like about it. I'm sorry, the show is very show, irreverent. Yeah. Yes, it's a three season show. It's crazy. I love irreverence. So. Yeah. Well, you would love it. It's it's one of those very bizarre shows that you're just like also going like what is going on right now, and uh, there's a lot I like about the show. It it's it's bizarre. That's all I got to say. But it's fun. Uh, I'll tell you what. I got to share some some. Well, okay. For, first of all, just really quickly. First of all, we were supposed we were supposed to go see my cousins actually this last week. We were going to go. We were going to go visit them and all that, and uh, we didn't. Cause there were, there was a little bit of sickness in the family and some other things. So we had to postpone, which, you know, hugely bummed. I wish we could have been together. You know, we would have really had an amazing time, um, but we got to have a really good week here. But then my other cousin, Emmy, this is the eight year old. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, you keep mentioning Claire on the show all the time. Why aren't you mentioning me? <laughs> and I'm like, well, first of all, I did mention you. And I talked about, you know, when she, when she called and said she wanted to pray for me when, she, when I found out I had COVID, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I did mention you and all that, but here we go. I, I, I guess here's the thing, you know, she is an amazing person too. And so we got the game together this last Saturday. We were playing battlefront and she and I got teamed up against the other three, uh, the other three people that were there. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. She's awesome. <laughs> I, I would like to say that we are a formidable force to be reckoned with. And we would have won that game. We would have won the game, except they got Darth Vader and an ATST, and we were just two troopers. What are we supposed to do oh, against that? Completely yeah. unfair. Very lame. Run. I still say that our um, magnificent skill and battle prowess would have hands down won that match. So there you go, Emmy. Well, good. I'm glad you had fun Saturday. Uh, yeah. Johnny and I uh, just kind of hung out while you were doing that. So <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you had fun, though. I needed to do that. It was, it was fun to hang out with them, you know, cause we were supposed to be there. So I was like, well, we'll have, we'll get to hang out. And we actually gamed for a long time. Yeah. It was a, it was a very long gaming session, which was a lot of fun, but a lot of it too is just a lot of messing around and you know, there's a lot of, of energy and laughter and talking and that kind of thing and trash talking and all that good stuff. It's fun. Yeah, okay. it's fun. You know, captain, I, I got to say huge special thanks, Lord Thunder. Thank you very much. 
very, very much. Um, you know, we talked about doing the keyboard fund, working on getting this Arturia so that I can uh, eventually put it behind me and be able to start, you know, composing and recording and stuff and all that. Um, what's been kind of cool though, is, you know, seven blue seven inspired the whole Ryan, why don't you put up a, a buy me a coffee so people can just throw $5 or $10 or whatever at you and, uh, you know, help, help towards this fund and stuff like that. And also it goes to support the show too. So that's part of it. Right. But anyway, Lord Thunder jumped in and bought like, I don't know, 10 coffees for me or something. Like that. I didn't know that's how it worked, by the way, too. I'm like, Lord Thunder bought you 10 coffees. I'm like, I'm going to be jacked on caffeine. But awesome. I was like, this is, how does this work? So anyway, thank you, Lord Thunder. That was very, very nice. Um, I did return that Arturia mini lab thing that I was telling you about, the little 25 yeah. key one. Yeah. I, you know, I was just like after, well, first of all, after getting back on the piano, playing with, you know, real full size keys, I'm like, this is like playing on a doll piano. Right. Not that I would yeah, know what that. Those, those like. little ones are really just to facilitate music creators who are not pianists who want yeah. to use the keys to make certain noises and sounds and, you know, synthesizer style. Right. I mean, isn't it really just for, isn't it kind of yeah. like a synthesizer and, and whereas you need something that you can actually play on, you know? Yeah. Well, so, as I've mentioned before, some of the artists that have put out very famous songs that might have a little piano part or a synth part or whatever, they use stuff like those little mini labs or the Akai. Right. There, there, there's, there's various brands out there that have the little 25 key controllers. Yeah. And so they are cool for those things. But I did discover another thing and it's called, it's also Arturia. Um, they put it out and it's also 25 keys, but it's called a micro freak. <laughs> That's the name of it. Which I'm like, That's an awesome name. Micro freak. Micro freak. Micro freak. Is it micro so freaky? freaky? Yes. Oh my gosh. So um, my cousin Paul sent me a video from a guy who does a bunch of stuff with recording and he got four basically um, artists slash producers together. And the only thing that they could use was this micro freak. It's a synthesizer. So it's an actual synthesizer and it has all the, Controls basically on top that allow you to do all kinds of really funky, cool sounds and all that. And then what's uh -huh. really neat about this keyboard is that there's no actual physical keys. There are keys, but they're all um, little sensors. So if you look at them, you can see like little chips and, you know, lines from what it looks like a giant microchip, you know, throughout piano yeah. keys. And so it senses your fingers. I don't know if it's through warmth or fingerprints or what. And it senses. Electric, electric, yeah, there's uh, something. Field. And it also senses pressure. So the, you know, the more you, the harder you play, the louder it is, that kind of thing too. Interesting. Okay. And it's, it's a cool concept. Um, what's interesting about that is that, you know, the mini lab that I had was a keyboard controller, which is essentially a mini version of the 88 key one that I want. The, the micro freak is an actual synthesizer that has all kinds of different things that it can do that, you know, the other one couldn't do. And so their their task on this video was the four producers would would say, okay, you can use this micro freak and you have to compose something and record something only using this synthesizer. And so they did this challenge and all that. And uh, the girl, her name is Rachel K. Collier. I'd never heard of her before. Um, but she did a song and I was like, this song is so good. And she even did like a little vocal part. You can plug in a microphone and record a vocal, like it's what they call it, a vocal encoder. encoder. So you can change your voice around and do all kinds of cool effects and everything. You can actually like, you can go like and turn it into a hi-hat, for example. And Interesting. it was so fascinating. It was one of those videos. I mean, it's about 20 minutes long. And I was just like, I was just glued to it going, this is so cool. I didn't know you, I didn't know this is how it worked. And so huh. 
some really, really good music came out of that. Um, but that would be something that I could say, okay, I'd get my 88 key and then somewhere down the road, maybe invest in a synthesizer like that. Um, because I have been absolutely mesmerized by the new Odessa album just came out, I think this week actually. And I was watching again, how they write their music. I was doing some backstory and I, I had talked about, by the way, the name of the album is called the last goodbye. And I had mentioned that song a few weeks ago. Um, with Betty Lavette. What I did not know about this song, and this is what drew me in to learn more about Odessa, is that The Last Goodbye by Betty Lavette was was sung and recorded in 1965. And it never really went anywhere. I asked my parents if they had heard of it, and they didn't know either. Um, and it was not famous. And so they found this song in this original recording, and they took that recording, and they sampled pieces from it, and then wrote a whole song around it, and then okay. put it out. Well, then you see Betty Lavette at who is now 75 years old, try, you know, singing it, basically saying like, oh, no, I'm singing it. She's so like just incredibly excited that this has happened with a song that she wrote all those years back. Wow. Such yeah. a cool story. And then I found out there's a huge story with um, A Moment of Part, which was the first Odessa song that I discovered about three, three, four years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow. And so I've been diving in more to Odessa. And I mean, this this new album, by the way, is so good. It's so diverse. It's interesting. But watching how they do stuff and then, you know, watching just their synthesizers all over their walls and, you know, on their different stands and stuff like that. I was just like, okay, so this is how they do this. Like, I've been wondering how they they create music like this. And it's got like that, you know, sound that they do. And I'm like, how did you do that? It's a synthesizer of some kind. So, yeah, it's been fascinating. I mean, I've been diving in deep into this nerding out on on everything. And so getting close. So, again, thank you, Lord Thunder. Thank you, 7 Blue 7. I mean, we're. I am progressing. I've been actually doing some extra work trying to to get this thing because I I want it badly. I'm going to start recording because I've been playing a lot, dude. I've been uh, I've been Good. practicing a lot. I got to play at church again for the first time in like nine years, which okay. was awesome. I mean, it just it it felt right. It was so nice to be playing in front of people again and all that. And uh, but just nice to be playing. You know, it was just a really right. wonderful experience again. And it's nice that I'm able to because I feel like there was a a pretty long period of time where it's just like. I wanted to play, but I literally couldn't. Something was holding me back. It was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm you got your muse back. So, yeah, dude, it's been, it's been time. So, uh, but speaking of music, let's do, uh, since we're talking about it, let's just really quickly, you've got a couple new songs you wanted to share. Believe it or not. Yeah. So, um, I have, you know, I, I've talked about this before. I'm really into like chill wave, neo eighties type music, you know, it's stuff that sounds like it should be in the eighties, but isn't it's yeah. new. And um, two of my favorite chill wave artists I've been listening to a lot again. One is Brother Tiger. His name is Brother Tiger. It's one word. And this, he has two songs uh, that just yeah. came out recently, Dancer on the Water and Arizona. Nice. I like Brother uh, those Tiger, two by songs. the way. Oh, they're, fantastic. Yeah, really great. good 80s yeah. style musician. And yeah. then Chain Gang of 1974, which I've mentioned multiple times, uh, this song called Hide Tonight. You like it. Uh, I, I can't get enough of it. I can't stop listening to it. It's it's just so it's a great ethereal and cool and just, yeah, it's just beautiful. Nice. So those two, and if, if anyone's interested, I know I never plug this, this, uh, but I do have a, uh, a playlist on Spotify called the captain influence playlist. Uh, if you're interested, check it out. It's, it's open to the public. So yeah. And that, uh, by anyway, the way, that has all my music on it. It's linked in the show notes and it's on YouTube. It's linked in the description below too. So definitely check that out and it, it is worth it. It's a great list and, I've got my list. And then of course we have our, our TRBS 2022 list and other years too. We've, 
we put that in there as a, hey, just here's what we talked about this year and or last year or whatever. Um, and I'm going to have both of those songs that Captain Influence talked about. Also, I'm going to pick cool. a new song from the Odessa album because there's one. Um, it sounds like John Denver. It's not, but it sounds like him. <laughs> and I really like it, but it's mesmerizing. So I'm going to throw that one in there as well just to, you know, but check out the whole album. It's amazing. And then the other song that I wanted to mention, it's by a, I've never heard of this. It's a husband wife duo and it's called ACS. And I, it's not spelled that way. It's spelled A E S E A E S. And I was like, but it's ACS. Huh. And it's actually a joke, a joke because they are a husband and wife duo. They started a Twitch stream called a couple streams. So a couple C streams S A C S. And, so now they're, and then they spelled it. I was like, that's kind of creative. Actually. I love that they yeah. did. And I found this by accident. They did an incredible cover of running up that hill by Kate Bush, which has been, you know, Got going all crazy with stranger things and all. Right. And of course I love the original, but I've heard a lot of covers lately because people have been going a little crazy with covers and most of them are okay. This one is like, it's, it's so different enough because it's like really chill. It's almost like this cinematic soundtrack chill style with this really mesmerizing female voice. And you're just cool. like, okay, this was I good. So yeah, I'm going to throw that on the list too. Yeah. You'll, you'll love that one, yeah. but yeah. Hey, well, thanks for joining us. I mean, we've, we could go on a lot longer. I know we've got more, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to save your origin for next week. We've got more things to All talk right. about. I mean, it's just, we got crazy in the beginning, but thank you seriously for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun, but um, we can't leave without the most important thing in the world, which is something to do with your mother, Tony Deep thoughts with captain influence. If pudding tasted like it sounds, would people still eat it? Depends on whether popped pimple pudding turns you off or not. Mm, that sounds good. It does sound good, that. actually. You know what the music means? Uh, yes, uh, I do. And I'm not telling you what it means, but I yeah, know what it means. I'm not going to say anything either. But what I would recommend is uh, go to the show notes, go to the description below, subscribe, leave us a comment because we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what you're nerding out on. Also, uh, have a great week. Thanks for joining us. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.